sirens in the background mood. Mm, very much mood. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> the ambulance is welcoming us back into recording. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, wow. You're like singing bowls. <laughs> Tubular bells. Um, this, this episode of um, Cheap Wines is brought to you by the church. Um, church. In the rake of the royal wedding, we've decided yeah. to go uh, Decided to go religious. Uh, welcome back to Cheap, Cheap Wines. wines. Uh, apologies for the delay. There is no reason for the delay. <laughs> the delay of a year and a half. <laughs> the delay in a year and a half. Um, I was just lazy. So That's was I. Yeah. So. It was a mutual laziness that led us to this <laughs> yeah, point. Exactly. But we're back. We're back. I'm and Jules. This I'm, is Pat. Yep. How are you, Pat? Um, How's the last year and a half been? You've got 10 seconds. Um, last year and a half, had about four jobs, went to the UK. I'm a DJ now. Um, and Good. Um, how about you, Jules? You've got 12 seconds. Uh, 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 I've, just, <laughs> I've, been, I've just been working a lot. I work full time, which I think I... I had that job last time we did this, actually. I think, yeah, like, the I'm still last the same. episode we just um, Nothing has changed. I'm not a DJ. Although, I may be soon. Who knows? Also, my sister's here, for some reason. Hi, guys. <laughs> for some reason, okay, we're recording we're it at her recording house. We're recording it at her house. <laughs> that, that could be the reason. Yeah. We don't know yet. All right. Patrick, you're up. Okay. For the wine this week. For the wine this week, we are drinking the elegant and dignified... Pablo and Pedro Tempranillo. Which I thought was very appropriate yeah. for us. <laughs> yeah, elegant. <laughs> elegant and dignified. Yeah. Um, it's a 2016 vintage um, from southeastern Australia. Pablo and Pedro are both great artists, but that's where the similarity ends. Pablo was short, Pedro tall. Pablo was loud, Pedro restrained. Pablo's style was vibrant and provocative. Pedro's elegant and dignified. Inspired by these artistic traits, we made this wine an homage to Spanish craft and passion. I mean, you're tall, I'm short. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's where the similarities end. Yeah. Um, uh, My style is vibrant and provocative, and yours is elegant and dignified. (laughs) Yes. Uh, (laughs) We'll we'll, we'll, we'll say it. We'll say it's more elegant and dignified than mine. (laughs) It's a stretch, but we'll take Um, it for the moment. And we both have many artistic traits and um, Spanish passion. Yeah, obviously. Yes. Of course. Um, it was eight ninety nine from Vintage Sellers in Leichhardt, which is a bargain because mm. it's really yummy. It is delicious. It's really good. I'm into it. Um, Not like the Rawson's Retreat, never forget. Oh, never forget that moment. <laughs> Rawson's Retreat still haunts my nightmares. Sorry, Rawson's, but like... Yeah, no. I'm just terribly sorry. Um, yeah, um... Give it a go. Tell me what you think the flavors are. Um, blackberries. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. You're on the mark. Uh, lots of cherry too. I, I was reckon. About to say cherry. Um, mm. that that will do because it says there are delicious aromas of red fruit, which mm. is a very broad. Red. Okay. <laughs> I mean, cherries are red sometimes. Um, yeah. yeah. And a touch of blackberry and a touch of spice. Flavors though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Flavours of strawberries, vanilla, subtle oak, what I thought said ripe tennis, but it's actually ripe tannins. <laughs> um, <laughs> ripe tennis. I love the tennis. Yeah. I love the tennis. Um, it says to enjoy with Spanish tapas, such as jamon, croquettes, chorizo and olives. We are I'm in- very grateful you said jamon and not jamon. <laughs> <laughs> well, jamon, um, you yeah, know. Bitch, I I'm a chef, I know. with you. <laughs> I know. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, we are not enjoying it with any of those. We are enjoying no. it with more of it. 
Yeah, <laughs> um, yes, which is also a great accompaniment. Yeah, yeah. they really Just... do blend well, the two things that are exactly Yes, we have another bottle there, that's what we're sharing it really. Yeah. yeah, we thought we'd celebrate. Um, no, I really like it. For under 10 bucks, this is yeah. a very... I would yeah. definitely buy this again. It's very, oh. it's very smashable. I'm into, I'm into getting a case of this, to be honest. <laughs> Pablo and Pedro, where are you? Yeah. <laughs> where into you? Can they help me carry the case? Like, <laughs> I mean, obviously, probably not to give it because one's short, one's tall, so it wouldn't work well. <laughs> exactly. But, yeah. Famously, one yeah. is short, one Famously. is tall. <laughs> it's it's the, one of their most famous artistic traits. Yeah, um, one is tall, one is short. Yeah, it's yes. great. First, first thoughts are good. Mm. So we're going to start the latest episode of the podcast um, by bridging the year and a half gap. <laughs> with just like maybe talking about a couple of our favorite, like uh, maybe an album, an artist, and a song or something from the yeah, past year and a do, half. Let's do that. Um, one of my favorite artists to come out over the last year, and I talk about her a lot so much so that people think it's starting to get creepy, but I don't care. I don't care anymore. Is um, Coda Banks, who is yeah. young. <laughs> Why are you looking? Yeah, okay. Yeah, of course I was going to say Coda Banks. Fine, yeah. whatever. Um, who's on Nina Las Vegas's record label. Record label, yeah. Uh, yes, oh, the wine's working. Um, mm. <laughs> re- record label. And she's put out two singles now. The first one was Holiday that came out um, at the end of last year, and it was just just a really good bop. It was mm. produced with Swick, who is a quite a well-known producer who also just dropped a new single yesterday. Yeah. Speaking of speaking of Swick. Um, and then she followed it up that one up with Zoom, which came out a few months ago, and it was just really it was just a really great song. It was just mm. a really good pop yeah. song. Really great bop. Pat and I saw her at the Oxford Art Factory a couple of um was it a month about a month ago now, and she was yeah. really good. Um like quite new to the stage obviously but is going to be i reckon a bit of a superstar yeah um and australian pop over the last year has had a bit of a moment as well like i really like the releases from like jack river and muki and all of those um i was about to say all those guys all those girls and guys that are putting out really really interesting pop music and it's been really exciting over the last year to, to watch that happen so that's probably been my favorite stuff over the last year what about you um for me i think like couple of artists that I've really enjoyed seeing sort of like blow up in the scenes or like just like artists I've enjoyed in the past year and a half um, one of them is definitely Muna the trio from LA oh, yeah. sort of like indie pop um, they're so awesome I got to see them on Halloween when I was in London and it was such an incredible show like they mm. played pretty much their entire album as well as covered Edge of Seventeen by Stevie Nicks, Thriller, because it was like <laughs> Halloween. I was dressed as, um, me and my friend went dressed as the twins from The Parent Trap, like full-on Lindsay Lohan <laughs> moment with the torn <laughs> photographs. So we're sitting there in heaven in London, everyone's going off with us and they're like... <laughs> I just realised that no yes, one yes. can see. Uh, for the benefit of the listeners, Pat was... Uh, just like shoving a photograph together oh, with yeah. someone. <laughs> um, yeah, Moona, I, um... St. Vincent obviously put out a new album last mm. year and I'm a big fan of her. Is it her best album? I don't think it is, but it is also <laughs> a really good album in terms of the steps she took into like I love pop Pills, music. Pills, Pills. I pills cannot get over yeah. I cannot get over that song. Also I really like New York and Los Angeles. But outside of those songs, Sorry. I was a bit like have you not cried yourself to sleep listening to slow disco? <laughs> Are you heartless? <laughs> slow disco. Um, yes, is and so it's really sick. inappropriate for you to bring it up now. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, no, like I'm, I'm seeing her again. I saw her in Paris, and I'm gonna see her so in like two okay, weeks. Okay, in the space of like two, two sentences, you've just dropped Paris and London. We get it. You travelled. <laughs> <laughs> you name your kids weird names. Yeah. Um, you name your kids after places. Um, 
Yeah, no, and I'm seeing her for Vivid. I'm so excited. Um, that yeah. was good. The other album that's come out, not over the last year, but in the last two months, that I've really liked is Cardi B's Invasion oh, of Privacy. Fuck yeah, she's another. And I just another. loved watching Cardi B become like a meme, a re- like a reality, te- sorry, a reality TV star, because she was on Love and Hip Hop New York, lest we forget. And if you ever have time, go back and watch some of those clips, like when she throws a shoe, and mm. I think Remy Ma, uh, iconic it's so moment. good. Iconic moment. Um, and it's been really nice to see her sort of go from that to meme to Bodak Yellow, which was promising, but then, like, release an album that was just really, 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 good. really good. Like, like well-written, well-produced. Like, drip. Like, ah! Oh. It was really great, and I love it, and it really surprised me how much I mm. liked it. Um, on the opposite end of the spectrum, I think Casey Musgraves is has released, like, one of the best albums of the year. Yeah. In, is it Golden Hour? Yeah, it is Golden Hour. That is, yeah. right? We were just playing it before. See. Yes. See, yes. Golden See. Hour. Um, just amazing mm. pop country, and I just am loving those two records yeah. right now. Um, we spoke about Australian pop earlier on, and like I also really like Australian pop music is just having such a wave of like blobs. Like Jack River is fucking incredible. Mm. I'm so excited for this album. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also an artist coming out of New Zealand right now who is still quite small, but um, her name's October, mm. and she has just released this album, and it's very like industrial pop, and it she she's been around for a while, and then like. Her album was due out at the end of last year in October, and she just sort of like went like, no, it sounds all wrong, and just reproduced it all entirely herself. And it's definitely not for everyone, but she makes some fucking bops. Like there are some songs that are definitely just like good, like hardcore pop songs. Mm. Then some that sort of go further afield. But I really love her. I think she's so exciting. Um, I was listening to her today actually after you told me, and she really struck me as like Banks at her most edgy when like early Banks. Mm. Um, definitely that kind of. Yeah, clanging industrial yeah. pop vibe. And I really liked it. I thought it was really great, really great hooks and everything like that. It was awesome. Definitely, yeah. It's so exciting to see, like, her music, how it's progressed, because she released, like, an EP, like, independently, I believe, and then she put out this um, song called Cherry Cola, which was just super poppy, and everyone was like, oh, my God, it's Lord 2.0. Like, yeah. you know, it's always done. And then, like, from there, she sort of really just, like, changed it up completely, and now she's... Just like a full-on artist in terms of like her entire aesthetic and what she does and like the music videos she creates are also cohesive and like mm. I don't know like when I think of her like just image in my mind it's just like her aesthetic is just like red white and black like really rich red tones and well that's like, like her album cover yeah. all of her photo like yeah. press photos have been very ready and ready yeah, yeah ready <laughs> ready <laughs> ready ready yeah, coming back into more recent time, it's just a, obviously we've probably forgotten a lot of <laughs> yeah. things that we've been listening to. If we've missed your album, yeah, not that we, any of you are listening, but like, yeah. just in case. Let us, let us know. Give us a shout out. <laughs> just in case, Katy Perry, you're on the line. Yeah. Witness was terrible. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, you made a choice. And that, although she made a good choice in having Tove Sterker open for oh, another yeah. artist too. I, oh, yeah. yeah. Do, are you not a big fan? No, I do. I really like her. Yeah, yeah. I'm a big fan. I really love her. I like this new album. Upset that it's only eight tracks, but like, oh, uh, it's a good. It's a good step forward in her like musical direction from the Keto album, which was also incredible. Mm. And yeah, she's dope. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Official review. Official review. It's going on the posters. Tove Sterker <laughs> dope. is dope. <laughs> love Pat. Love, <laughs> love Tilda Slate, and she knows my Twitter handle. When when I went to, oh, sh- should yeah. we be referring to you as Tilda? Oh, yeah, Tilda. She li- li- yeah, literally, probably yeah. I'm I you, we were, I'm not Pat anymore. I'm 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 internet personality okay. DJ and um, oh, co- um 
influencer oh, till I thought Slankton. you were about to say content producer and I was about to vomit into this pop land. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Don't drown the dinosaur. Out of this. It's got There's a little dinosaur, dinosaur in there. there. Everything. Yeah. Sometimes we put a smurf in there. Now for our segment called From the Cellar, which mm. I thought of today. Yes. Because we're talking about old music that we're loving. How good is yeah. that? <laughs> we're talking about the vintage. The You're vintage literally hearing us make our podcast as we record it. Yeah, it's so fun. <laughs> vintage 2016, I think, <laughs> to be exact. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Um, from the Cellar. Who, is, who have I been listening to lately i've been listening to um i was listening to killing heidi yesterday who i really really love yeah and it was one of my um last year i interviewed them because it was the 20th anniversary of reflector which was their album that had like uh weir and mascara and all of those great um tracks on it and it was so nice to chat to them because i think ella hooper may just be the nicest human being on the planet like she was so lovely and so nice to talk to because a lot of artists can be a bit hard to discuss things with (laughs) (laughs) well that too but if you're asking about their old stuff they can get a bit like put out that you're not asking about their new stuff you know and all like but but this was like a a tour to honor reflector so they were obviously very happy to chat about the makings of the album and stuff like that and it was just crazy that she was like 16 when they recorded all of those songs it's insane and it's just such a great it's back now on streaming services they put it on last year I think it had never been on streaming services before so I highly advise anyone to go back and listen to those songs because they're just some great some they stand the length of time mm. stand the test of time length of time who cares they're, who just, cares? they're good it's, they're just good now they're, they're, yeah they're still good is what <laughs> we're trying to say they're still good is <laughs> when you sniff that wine that's been over for three days and you're like still good <laughs> still uh, good <laughs> yeah, exactly. now it's vintage <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's my cellaring anyway fair what's um, in your cellar what's in my cellar um i've recently been try um Oh, there's two artists that I've really been going back through their back catalogues. Wilson Phillips. Oh my god. <laughs> um, turns out not much to worth listening to outside of the song Hold On. Okay. Um, the other day, I got, the other night I got home um, from some drinks with friends and I thought that it would be appropriate to um, listen to um, the entire Delta Goodrum Essential Hits playlist on Apple Music oh, and then read no. her entire Wikipedia page. <laughs> And just, um, the entire Innocent Eyes album just really stands the test of time. It's, it's like, great. I listened to it the other month, too. It's yeah. so good. This was on Tuesday. Um, <laughs> That's like, this, was this morning. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've had a tumultuous week. I need some emotion. Born to Try is a great Yeah, Born to Try. It's a great um, ballad. Sure. Yeah, and then just overall, also, I've become a big fan of, um, in my DJ sets, just every now and then throwing out that 2007, 2008 radio hit that you haven't thought about in quite a while, mm. but damn you love it like you know Starstruck by 303 and Katy Perry oh wow um, Get okay. Shaky by the Ian Carey Project I haven't heard these songs um, probably since they were the release <laughs> yeah like there's just some great bangers that you just throw out and you know people will look at you confused for a moment and they'll be like oh yeah I love this song and they go off like Birdcage the other week when I played Starstruck I've never been so excited or proud of myself than when I've had 150 like lesbians just like <laughs> screaming the lyrics of Starstruck and dance in front of me literally my nightmare <laughs> yeah it was it was terrifying like because they they like come up to you and they'll like try dance with you and grab you and stuff you'd be like i've got some things to do um, but like they loved it you know just caveat we're both gay we're not just ragging on yeah. lesbians. <laughs> we're not just ragging on lesbians <laughs> we're well versed i will in rag the... on lesbians all the time but yeah. i'm allowed to yeah <laughs> I'm like I'm probably not as allowed to, but still, 
And you're fine. Yeah, I still do. You're fine. <laughs> Speaking of 2008 bops, um, you know, Gab- does anyone remember Gabriella Chilmy and Sweet yes. About Me? Oh, yes. Yeah. That song is 10 years old. Oh, it's yes. 10 years old. It's And insane. it's still, you listen to it once and it's stuck in your head for about three days. It is the most infuriating mm. listen. It's, it's such a good song. And also, she was like, she was 15 when she recorded that song. She had a record deal when she was like 13 years old, yeah. which is just wild. Um, but I <laughs> just looked where she is now. She's living in London, not doing anything. But she's only, well, I mean, I'm sure she's doing something. Gabriella, if you're listening. You're great. Um, hit us up. <laughs> hit us up. Come be a guest. Um, but the other one that's turning 10 years old as well, another kind of one-hit wonder, is Sam Sparrow's Black and Gold. Oh, my God. 10 years. 10 years. And it was those ARIA awards when it was like, Gabriella Chilmy won six awards, Sam Sparrow won a bunch, the presets won for Apocalypse. it was a big wow. year, 2008. Yes. Um, and so it's wild to go back to those songs now. And they really have a sort of a sound to them, particularly Apocalypse and like Sam Sparrow. Black and Gold, you loved that. I remember you you played Sam Sparrow so much. I think you were the only person that listened to his album in Australia, Sophie. Yeah, there was a song <laughs> called Cottonmouth, and I was just super hot <laughs> And it was like this really throwback, like, funk tune. Yes. And it was definitely him trying to be very 70s old school funk. Yeah. And so me in that phase was just like, yes, bring it back. Yeah. And it did. <laughs> Just, it never quite went anywhere. I think he writes, I think he's a songwriter now. Like, he yeah. writes with other people. I think he's still fairly involved. Like, he hasn't just become a real estate agent. I Actually. feel like a lot of them did that, though. Like, a lot of them popped mm. out with these, like, single singles or single albums. Yeah. But they'd literally just been writing behind the scenes for, mm. like, ten years. Like, when Jesse J first popped onto oh, yeah, she'd been been and she'd been doing price tag oh my god price tag that oh, was great yeah, yeah. loved and it and who was the girl that did um that song with rudimental um Ella Eyre uh Jess Glynn yeah I know oh um, both of them are like repeat offended like Clean Bandit has Jess Glynn yeah. on like a bunch yeah, of songs as well yeah definitely I love Jess Glynn though like her new single um is pretty she's good she's really good yeah she's I really, really enjoy great. her I think she's so fun I'd love to go see her play She's like, I don't know, like, I think her voice is just, like, so warm to listen to. Mm. And she's got fucking pipes as well. Like, she can oh, sing. Yeah, her, she like, can definitely she can sing. sing and write some mm. incredible... I love Clean Bandit. I know it's probably mm. not very cool to like them, but who the fuck cares? Like, they write some great songs. Um, and I've... I mean, they're an instrumental trio. Like, that's why they have so many featured singers, is because they're just... The three of them are just an instrumental trio. Yeah. Um, and I saw them in, um, I was about to say I saw them in concert, like, <laughs> like a six-year-old person. I saw them in concert. Uh, back they at were the, fantastic. They were back at the Metro earlier this year, and they were great. I was meant to come, and I freaked you were out at the come. last minute. Um, but thank God you didn't come, because it was one of the most uncomfortable gigs of my life. Not because the band weren't great, the band were great, and mm. they had two singers with them that were just, like, incredible, like, pipes for days pipes for days mm. um but it was late january and the metro theater i'm gonna take a guess was probably about 1000 degrees celsius inside oh, yes and i was standing there just my face was just running with sweat it was it was the grossest i've ever felt and i was like if i i'm glad it finished when it did because i was like i need to get out of here i need to yeah. breathe normal air again because Have it was sold out it was a packed gig and it was just really <laughs> too uncomfortable too but much. they're great 
Yeah. And then you're single with uh, Demi Lovato. Miss De- speaking of pipes. Oh, yeah. Speaking of fucking pipes. Chris- have you seen the Christina Aguilera and Demi Lovato at the Billboard Musical? Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. And they just like, and at the end, they're just like, they're not even singing the song. They're, they're just, just like, yelling. They're, they're just, just like, like, they're just like, <laughs> trying to do runs at each other. And just like, they just, I think they just get a bit confused because they can't hear themselves over each other or something. And it sort of goes a bit downhill. <laughs> at the end, at the end, like, it's not the greatest ending because they're kind of yeah. just like trying to figure out where they're at in the song. But I don't think they could mm. hear anything because they're literally just like screaming screaming at each other. <laughs> but yes, good. That kind of brings us to our new releases segment. X Tina's new song. Which one? The one the, with Demi or No, not the one with Oh, was it with Demi? No, I don't she's think got, so. She's got she's got a song with Demi. She's got a song with Ty Dolla Sign in it. Oh, it was the Ty Dolla Sign one oh, that yeah. I heard and I, I was like eh. I, I haven't heard it. Um I heard I heard like the start of it but I got bored. Um <laughs> Yeah, well, that was <laughs> I think I just tuned in for the yeah. duration, but that was basically it. Yeah, it wasn't great. It Definitely. wasn't great. I do like Extina though. I feel like yeah. she got a bit left behind when um you know, when Lady Gaga and stuff started to happen, she was kind of in the um is that enough? Yeah, that's, that's enough. <laughs> um she got a bit left behind in the sort of the new yeah. wave of you know, of your Katy Perry's and your Taylor Swifts and your whatnots and your Except mm. for that fabulous song on the Get Down soundtrack that she did with Nile Rogers. I've been listening to it. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Sophie, Sophie's coming out of left in. field. <laughs> just, just coming in with the niche reference. Yeah. It was it was like X-Tina just, just being wonderful. Mm. Yeah. Proper Nile Rogers disco. Um, oh, yes. So what was that? fabulous. What was that film clip she did when she was in the uniform? Was that Candyman? Yeah. Really, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey! The best part of X-Tina <laughs> is... Sorry, that was just Ladies my... and gentlemen, please welcome to Cheap Wine, <laughs> Christina Aguilera. <laughs> um, the best... <laughs> The best Xtina has ever been ha- was when Ariana Grande impersonated her on Jimmy Fallon. Oh my god, yeah. And she just like nailed it to a T. They're just like, hey, hey, Yeah, that was. <laughs> Mary Had a Little Lamb. Yeah, it was. She yeah. did Mary Had a Little Lamb, um, and that was perfect. Speaking of Ariana Grande, what a great segue! Oh my new- god, her new song is fucking great. It's incredible. Like, I really love it's it. It's so good. Like, I'm. It's I love it so much. I'm waiting for like a little mildly a bit boppier remix to come out so I can play it in DJ Six because mm. it's really hard to get it like It's a bit slow it's, at it's the a, start. Like it's a bit yeah. slow to build up to and like it doesn't have much like to give out of a sound system. Yeah. Like um <laughs> but like it's so good, I love it. Like me and um my friend, it's like every time we hear it come on wherever we are, we just have to stop and have a moment. Like it's it's one of those songs where like just hits you it's so good I love the opening notes too just yeah. it's a bit X-Tina it's a bit Mariah it's like rah, rah, rah. you don't really know what she's saying for the first like 10 seconds yeah. but you know quickly walk. yeah she well she's a, she's a good mumble singer she's like mumble she's singer. really good at that um, but I mean like it works for her um, yeah, I'm really excited to see what else she does with this like new album because that's a really exciting starting point for it's her. It's called Sweetener. Am I, is that right? Is it? I think so. Yeah, it's I'm, called Sweet Sweetener. Sweetener. Someone on the Google machine. Oh, I'll, I'll Google it. <laughs> anyone? Anyone? She, anyone? Anyone? Has she has she announced it? I think it is. I think it is called Sweetener from what I read the other week. Other new music. Um, G Flip. Oh yeah. Coming out of actually, out of nowhere. yeah. That's someone that we need to talk about. Yeah, yeah. she is just blowing the fuck up. <laughs> um, as some would say, like you know, she had her, as the, as they would say. Yeah, you know, go from go putting your um song on Triple J on Earth to twenty four hours later being named best new music on Pitchfork and getting radio play on BBC all around the world, everywhere. Like, that's mm. a very lucky moment. And what a glow-up. What yeah. an instant glow-up. <laughs> yeah, an instant, like, thing. And then just, like, 
you know, two weeks later, she's at South by Southwest mm. playing like something like nine or ten um, mm. showcases. Having and like never played live before. Never played live gigs or anything, and just like that South by Full Southwest on. was her first live gigs, mm. and then also follows it up with another fucking good song. I like um, I like Killing My Time better than yeah, about, definitely about same. You. Um, they're both great, but yeah. like Killing My Time was like, oh, this is this is actually very very yeah. very good. Um, yeah, that was insane, and we wrote it up um, on our website. Um, yeah, we wrote it up um, for Junkie, and everyone in the comments, <laughs> it's interesting, there's like this um, like conspiracy that she's like an industry plant, um, because so many people jumped on her at the same time. Mm. Um, and it was funny, because everyone in the comment section for like our news piece on um, About You was like, this is such a conspiracy, like this is sponsored content, you got paid to write this, and I was like... No, we didn't. Like, this was just me on Twitter yeah. at work one afternoon noticing that everyone was going nuts over this one single. So I was like, oh, this seems like a good thing to write about. Bang. And so we wrote about it. And then mm. a bunch of other blogs did the same thing. And then, voila, it's on Pitchfork Best New Music the next day. Mm. Like, it was... I mean, obviously, record companies have a bit of a plan when it comes to releasing things like this. But mm. I don't even... You know, even, they obviously didn't contact me and was like, you should write about this. Yeah, it was, was just what I, I noticed. I don't even know, was she even signed at that point? I too? think she was, yeah, I think she was. So she's on Future Classic. Mm. Um, so I think she was signed. Um, but Prior I think... the unearthed upload? I, I don't... I've, I, I know, know she had just gotten a manager. I don't know if she was signed yet, though. Mm. I'd heard she was, but maybe she wasn't. G-Flip, if you're listening. <laughs> she's not. Um, um, you. Oh, she might be. <laughs> she could, you Being never know. Being a good friend of Patrick's, yeah. Um, yeah, love my life. Yeah, it's also cool that she's another queer artist that's just absolutely fucking... She's fucking awesome. <laughs> ...dominating it. It's great. Yeah, G-Flip. So we love her. Another um, new... Oh, there's so much, like, Lucky Lee's releasing new music, which is incredible. Oh, let's... Uh, the return of Robin this year oh, as well. It's happening. It's happening. It's happening. We'll do um, a live podcast when yeah, it drops. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I'd be so excited. Um, Jungle released two new songs the other day. Yep. One of them I really like, the other one I'm not a big fan of. The mm. way you looked at me when I said that, you don't like them? Are you just not a fan of them at all? Um, I've never really got into them, no. I should give them more time. I should give they're, them more they're time. They're so fun. They're so fun live. Yeah. Um, but I think two really um, great, like, well, neither of them are really new artists, but sort of like on their comebacks or whatever, Eve's The Behaviour has now become Eve's. Oh yeah, and she's gone through a few different names of yeah, years, but it's yeah. good she's come back just yeah. as Eve's. Yes. And um, she's making some really good songs, like her new song Couch, I love, um, Further Than The Planes Fly, took me a little bit of time to get into, but you know, shoot, 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 you are what I need. <laughs> you just, like, get stuck in your head. <laughs> this is how we get around yeah. the uh, not being the allowed to have this song. Yeah, yeah. Into the sky. <laughs> See, she got it. Like, you know, you hear shoot, shoot, shoot. Alright, <laughs> we yeah. need to stop singing now, otherwise, um, we'll be sued yeah, for copyright. Yeah, we'll yeah 10 seconds is fine. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, there's, um, so there's Eve's, another great Australian artist now based in the UK. Mm. And um, also, Christine and the Queens just oh, released her yeah. comeback single. Once again, in French and in English. And holy shit, it's. So good. She's so good. Also, the video, the film clip for it oh, as well. So good as well. Um, yeah. Her abs are just <laughs> wild. They're good. She's such a great dancer. This is what she's I love about so watching talented. her perform. Yeah. It's just, she's such an awesome dancer. Like her performance on Jules Holland, I think, oh, a couple yeah, of years ago. Oh, yeah. Tilted and then they're going to I Feel For You. Yeah, and yeah. It's, it's incredible. Yeah. They're just like a, some awesome. cool little French dance crew, just like yeah. waddling around, the six of them. Waddling? Yeah. Mm, no. anyway. I, remember, I remember watching her Coachella live stream. 
oh like, yeah you showed that ago. to me yeah. and um she like you know did her entire scene did all the dancing and stuff and ran off stage she's like we've got one more song came back on in a full like glittered like disco ball like suit on stilts and sang her final song, St. Claude, which is a beautiful song, just, like, on stilts, because it's not a song you dance to or anything. Mm. Just, like, so much theatre, and, like, because the whole entire concept of Christine and the Queens is inspired by drag and those artists who have these different personas that they portray and stuff, and, like, it's so fun to see that she does that. Mm. I'm so excited to see more of what's going to come with this new album and stuff. It's so cool. Love her. And that brings us to probably one of my favourite le- releases over the last... Are we on to new releases? Yeah. yeah. By the way, this wine is really good. Yeah. <laughs> is it? You finished your glass before me. Like, that's yeah, a that's no, a I have call. a problem. I really... I have a problem. No, I'm just a very fast drinker. I drink things very quickly. Yeah, but same, like... <laughs> same. Shocking. But this is very, very good. Let's do a yeah. mid-wine check-in. Oh, yeah. Feeling great. Feeling great. It tastes really good. I think this may be the best under ten dollar one we've I yeah. mean that's the entire premise of the show. Um best of the show? Anyway, I think this may be the best wine we've ever had yeah. on here, to be honest. It's because usually I find that very wide generalization, but like under ten dollar reds gen tend to be a lot worse than under ten dollar whites. Uh, unless you're um, going for the old Rawson's Retreat whites, um, in which oh, case yeah. just fucking Rawson's burn your house Retreats down. Because Rawson's Retreats under $10 reds aren't that bad. Like, the Rawson's Retreat Cab Sab isn't actually that bad, in my opinion. Okay. Like, <laughs> if you're going for, like, a cheap wine, mm, like, right. I mean, look, I'd personally rather not buy it, but when you're on a budget <laughs> and it's there, I'd, I'd go there over, like... Which is what the show is for. I'd, I'd go over that, like, I'd go to Rawson's Retreat over a clean skin, definitely. Mm. Um, but, okay. you know, this is definitely one of the best wines I've had. 100%. I also think, though, just it's really hard to find a really nice white wine in Australia that is affordable. Yeah. Like, you're looking yeah, at probably. least 30 bucks to get, like, a middle-of-the-road bottle of wine that's come from New Zealand. Oh, get... no way. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just throwing it out there, no. but yeah. No way. I've been very into Claire Valley Rieslings lately. I was about to say, some of those Rieslings. Yeah, Claire Valley like Rieslings. Like, if you go 20, like, over 20 bucks. Yeah, I do agree with you. Over 20 bucks is like the threshold anything the under 20 bucks mark, I yeah. yeah it's pretty safe for some of those reasons and the the semions as yeah well. the, the, the semions yeah. sauvignon yeah. blanc i uh, i hate sauvignon blanc with a passion uh, um, Green Chardonnay, and though, no offense but like that classic new zealand like um sauv blanc that's oyster like bay. Oyster bay. Oyster oh, bay. No, and like villa maria like all the oh is God. it villa maria, Sin- villa maria? Sure. Sure. but the, the thing the thing is that those are all like the eight dollar wines in new zealand totally yeah, yeah but they're, like they're, they're cheap no. as like and they're they taste great. like a cat peed out a passion yeah. fruit like that's legitimately what they taste like yeah. and even like sommeliers will say they taste a bit and smell a bit like cat pee like they have that yeah. acidic really yeah. like it Literally. is like that so anyway this actually diverted to a wine podcast for 10 seconds <laughs> anyway the um, wine's doing well anyway yes back to the new release which is Janelle Monáe's Dirty Dirty Computer uh, which love <laughs> sighs yeah. from around the table yeah, like yeah. incredible Reverend. Like, Chanel Monet has been a creative genius for so long, and then she comes out with this album, which is more accessible than anything she's ever done. Totally. A change of pace for her, and the most true to herself she's been, and it's fucking incredible. Make Me Feel is amazing. And I love that it was done with Prince. Like, I think he wrote a lot of the synth lines yeah. to the song, and you can definitely tell that. And it's just such definitely. like a... 
because <laughs> we miss him so much. Yeah. Um, but it's just incredible. Pink is great. Screwed is one oh, of my other favorite yeah, songs. Yeah, same. Um, with who? Who is it with again? I'm um, Zoe, Zoe Kravitz. That's right. It's that's right. Such Zoe an Kravitz. Yeah. I knew it was another and, legend. And how Screwed and Django Jane work into each <laughs> yes. other because Django Jane's also so incredible. And I because she's always done these concept albums and her two previous albums and her um, EP were a lot more like definitely like put together you know, there were like four or five songs would mm. all like meld into one and you wouldn't tell when it changed mm. really yeah. and so this one obviously once again it's more accessible in a lot of senses but she still is keeping really true to that concept of having her songs build into each other I think it's so incredible. Yeah, so, and the film... Yeah. Pl- no, <laughs> this yeah. is what this is for. This mm. is whining on about this things. This is gushing. This, this is, is gushing. Totally. Um, the videos as well. Have, I haven't watched the film yet. I haven't oh, watched I haven't oh watched no. the entire film. But the videos for Make Me Feel and Pink as well. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, the, the video so for great. Pink in the film was even better because there's, like, there's an entire rap verse that's not on the album oh, in the what? film. Okay, all right. Yeah. And it's like her with Tessa Thompson... And it's just, like, so beautiful and mm. fun. And, like, once again, the lyrics, because there's a lot of, like, ending her songs with a rap verse on this album. Oh, and, okay. like, this one didn't make it onto the album for some reason, I think, because they were, like, making it a single and stuff, and they kept, you know, the, like, poppier stuff separate when they are doing all that. But, yeah, this verse is one of one of the best verses, I think. Um, like, it's so eloquently written, and it's mm. definitely a lot more, like, I don't know just flows so well and it's mm. really beautiful and it's very much like about love and sexuality and like openly expressing her queerness yeah exactly um, and that was um probably really interesting the most interesting part of the whole narrative of the album <laughs> um, <laughs> i just hated myself for saying something so corny but it's true yeah. the narrative of the album was that she sort of came out directly as pansexual mm. um which if you don't know basically is similar to bisexuality but not in that pansexuality is just you're attracted to any person of of any gender of any um gender identity um of any non-binary identity anything like that it doesn't Mm. um that's basically it i think in a nutshell and it was really interesting to see um yeah everyone embrace or her openly embrace yeah. i think she just called herself in the rolling stone interview where she came out as a quick like a um, free ass motherfucker yeah, she, which was just yeah. great which <laughs> is just so good. what we should all do when all of us gays come out it's like you know when we put the sorting hat on mm. it's like they're a free ass motherfucker you know yeah and it, it's so interesting because it's something that like has obviously <laughs> i've been thinking about the sorting hat and gays yeah, for a while yeah. <laughs> like you know just put your hat on just like you're a top you know i don't know <laughs> <laughs> it's just been a theory I've been thinking anyway my headband just starts yelling at me um, anyway um, yeah no I think it's so it's really exciting as well because it's something that has like you know followed her throughout her entire career her being interviewed and stuff you see these interviews when she's obviously playing this character of Jane 57821 or Cindy Mayweather and um you know, people would ask would be like, oh, do you have a girlfriend, do you have a boyfriend? She's like, I only date androids. Like, and just, <laughs> and it's, and it's really interesting bringing that. And that's what I'm saying to my, yeah. <laughs> my parents now. Do you have a girlfriend? No, I, I only date androids. Yeah. yeah. That's what the sorting hat told me. I'm dating Scarlett Johansson voicing my computer. Um, <laughs> I'm dating the her robot. Thank you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, like, and she is just so open and like, and, and I think it's really interesting, like seeing how like, this, they start the interview of being really honest and being like she was genuine, looked genuinely terrified and stuff sitting down for this interview and whatever else she was doing because she knew it was a big step and a big change in her life but she wanted to because also this album she's been working on since before the Ark Android came out mm. and 
she's like, but I didn't, I never felt comfortable or ready enough to say it. And this, it's really, you can also hear, I think, in the lyrics, um, and just the way it's written and stuff, like, it is definitely far more personal than anything she's ever written. It's, there's there's not as many mm. metaphors, I mean, outside the fact that Pink is literally just similes and metaphors every lyric. I mean... Um, <laughs> There um, is close-ups of voices, yeah. <laughs> um, vagina pants. Yeah. Oh. You know she's she's considering oh, releasing the chaps. the vagina pants as a line of merchandise, yes. which I'm so um, excited about. She was yeah. like, everyone's just been going nuts for them, so I think yeah, we might look into doing them as merchandise. Can you imagine? Mm. Yeah, well, because <laughs> the designer who made them, they're in his, their next collection. Yeah, right. Because yeah, they oh got God. given they got given five days from like being told we want you to design something for it. This is like sort of the concept of the song. Can mm. you design something? five days from that like and they're based in Sweden I think to being on set with Janelle Monáe with seven pairs of these incredible vagina pants and like spending two days there working on them so they had like seven day turnaround to design and create these pants for her and stuff and then bring them to another country and like they've become like a I like a culture like they're they're so good um but yes which brings us to another hilarious discussion by hilarious, I mean incredibly frustrating, and yeah. I want to tear my own hair out about it. Um, so about it was only two weeks ago. God, it feels about ten yeah, years. Yeah, feels in, like a lifetime. In queer Twitter life. Yeah. Um, so Rita Ora put out her song "Girls," which was I don't really know how to. Say. Like it was. Um, it's bop. It's a bop. It's a bop. It's, it's a, a great. Bo- bop. It's a good bop. Um, okay, actually, no. Full I'll of just. I'll just start this off by yeah. like. Uh, telling about my experience of the song. So I, it was a Friday. It was a Friday morning. <laughs> the sun was bright in the sky. The tempranillo um, was running. The tempranillo was r- at 10am. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully not. Not at work. Never. <laughs> Sorry, bosses. Uh, anyway. Um, and I listened to it, and I knew it was coming out, and I was like, this is going to be interesting. You know, obviously you have BB Rexa, Cardi B, Charlie XCX, and Rita Ora on one track. Like, wow, that's, that's a big roll call of artists. Mm. And so I listened to it, and I was like, yeah, this is a nice bop. This is a nice bop. It was great. And I didn't think anything of it. You know, we wrote it up. And then I woke up the next day to Hayley Kiyoko's statement about how mm. it was harmful and, you know, how it was quite damaging to the LGBTQ community. And I remember being in bed just being like, what have I missed? Like, did I listen to a different song? Like, what is what is happening here? And so I sort of, I read about it. I talked to a couple of people about it. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay, I can understand where these criticisms are coming from. There are a couple of mm-hmm. lyrics in the song that could be seen as pretty reductive of the bisexual experience. You know, like, I'm 50-50 and never going to hide it. Um, the red wine, I just want to kiss girls, which we'll get to in a moment. Yeah. Um, but, and, you know, Cardi B's lyrics about scissoring were pretty... I mean, I thought they were hilarious. Yeah. Here's the thing. Like, and- I was not... I listened to the song, and just as a queer person, I was not offended at all. Like, for me, it was just like, this is a fun little bop about kissing girls and maybe getting drunk and kissing girls. I get drunk and kiss girls. Like, how great is this? Like, this is a bop. How great. And I just saw all of this criticism flood in, and I was like, I just just didn't know what to do. I thought this was... You know, and it's been a couple of weeks now, and I've sort of gone back and forth, and I now just think it was so overblown. You know, I think... There were a couple of lines in that song that were a bit awkward, sure, mm. but I don't think they were harmful, you know. Yeah, no. And uh, and to see the incredible backlash that Rita Ora got, and to see how people were hounding her to and come out and to yeah. confirm her sexuality was really disgusting and really awful. Like, imagine having to come out that way, you know, mm. people being like, "You're doing damage to the the queer community." And and Rita Ora's statement, I thought, was really just really personal. Like, yeah. hey, this is my experience. This is 
you know, I've been in relationship I've, with yeah. men and women. I've this never is it. That. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and I thought that was really, I think that kind of ended the discussion because mm. I think people thought that, oh, you know, she is bisexual. Yeah. You know, so is, you know, Cardi B's also said, hey, yeah, I'm yeah. pretty bisexual too. You know, like, exactly. I just thought the whole thing was very, just a pile on that didn't really need to be a pile on. It was, it was so unnecessary because yeah. one, it is a pop song, which is just made for like, fun and enjoyment and also like straight up I mean personally my queer experience and obviously they're not younger or whatever but like when I was younger I used to have to get drunk on red wine or whatever to be like yeah I want to kiss a boy totally like yeah. so but like also fucking my straight friends who are girls and shit they'll get drunk and make out and stuff and they're like that's not damaging to the queer community like hey boy like not. sorry like it's just a bit of fun or whatever and either way obviously everyone has their own experience of how they felt about the song and their own mm. thoughts and feelings but, like, I, I think it was just such an attack also mm. underlying... It was an underlying attack on the fact that it was just a bunch of, like, big names and pop music mm. who were putting out the song and stuff. And, like, you know, there are obviously a lot of artists who probably would love to be able to have the coverage of their, like, queer pop music and stuff. But didn't. And there was, like, there was backlash from a lot of us. Like, Moona put out a statement and said they were really hurt by it and stuff. Yeah, so did Kelani. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So many people... And... and I understand, like, it might be hurtful and stuff, but overall, like, it is... The experience of being a queer person is not the same for everyone. Exactly. And also, at this point in, like, the world in general in time, like, are we genuinely getting upset with a girl singing about kissing another girl because it has the lyric of red wine? Like, and, you know, that's like, are we getting up? Why are we getting upset about this when actually, like, we should just be accepting it and, like, be like, yeah, cool. Like, yeah. Rita Ora has been very open about her sexuality anyway. Yeah. Like we've said, like, why are we bothering to get so upset about this when there is actual shit, like, within the music industry in general that does need to be talked about and be like, that's fucked up. Um, totally. Yeah, that also brings me back to something that we've got to discuss off podcast. <laughs> but um, but it also I saw a lot of people being like, this song was just written for straight men, you know, a by straight men, sorry, you know, for the audiences to cash in on the queer moment. And I was like, well, it actually wasn't. Like Rita Ora said that she'd written it a while ago, and that she'd it was something that she wanted to write for a while, and. I think that took a lot of the wind out of a lot of the arguments because it was like, this is, like, she said it was an autobiographical song. Mm. Like, this is her queer experience. And I, I really dislike that idea of queer, gatekeeper, queer gatekeepers. Like, this needs to be the right form of queer. Like, this is her yeah. experience. Fucking let her sing about what she exactly. wants. And if it happens to be in a lovely fucking bop about getting drunk and kissing girls like who cares who cares this isn't doing damage mm. I didn't a lot of people said oh this was a song for men about kissing girls I didn't get that at all that was just an interpretation that went completely over my head I don't know and if some people yeah. interpreted like that well like okay fair enough but I just did not get that at all I from it I personally don't know any straight guy or whatever like like non-queer <laughs> guy who'd be like fuck yeah I love this song <laughs> yeah totally I, I jack off to the song in the morning because totally, the imagery yeah. is so vivid and They're sexual kissing, you know, and for me yeah like, yes. like no it's not yeah. it's literally it wasn't for people said it was for the male gaze I just did not get that at all like if that was your experience fine but I just I didn't yeah, yeah I, I did not get that at all actually I was quite excited because I was like oh my god this is just a fun song about kissing girls Girls, I also kiss girls. What a great time to be alive! Yeah. Like, like drinking wine, yeah. kissing girls yeah, too. too. Like, yes. I just, like if yeah. Troye Sivan can put a song out about bottoming, Rita Ora <laughs> oh. can put a song out about getting drunk oh, and kissing girls. This is girls. the thing that what I saw a lot girls. of people talk.
talk about was like Rita Ora was hounded after that song to like, ah, oh, you get like, if you're bi, then you should confirm it because you've done harm. You know, whereas like Harry Styles a few months ago put out a song that had like a couple of lyrics that yeah. very lightly alluded to bisexuality and a lot of, and it, the conversation then was totally different. It was like, we should just let him be. We should let him be. He can do what he wants. Yeah. And it was just, that was not afforded to Rita. Instead, it was like she had to confirm down to the T whether she what sexuality she was and even after she came out with that statement I saw a lot of people there was this one fucking tweet and I won't name who it was but like that Uh, said (laughs) no 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 and that said oh she suggested at being bisexual and I was like she didn't actually fucking suggest it she actually said it yeah you know what more does she have to do what more do women have to do to prove their queerness like men can get away with it every day but she had to come out explicitly and say it and even that isn't going to prove mm. isn't that, even that isn't going to convince you like she can't fucking win at this point it's so dumb and also because this brings me on to another thing that i really want to talk about as well is that like um queer twitter and especially like gay twitter there's this thing about like artists like harry styles and sean mendes and stuff and obviously because they're gorgeous like, oh yeah the and sean mendes stuff and yeah. like and like people go off and get like there are now people get going off and getting so angry and upset about be, people being like oh come out and, like you know people make memes or whatever about like photos and like oh when your grand notification goes off and it's like um taylor swift and someone like laughing at him or like like having a laugh and he's in there like at like some music mm. awards thing and it's like yeah great like good joke or whatever and then, but then people get so angry about, like, that and be like, you know, let them live their peace. And it was like, it's, it's fine to lust and thirst after people, obviously, and there's always a line drawn. But there are people who go out and just, like, get so aggressively angry about, like, like, this is what they get angry about with the men is like, oh, mm. you know, like, no, like, they're not that or whatever. And then, like, like leave them alone or whatever. And then with Rita Ora, she was just attacked. And there's, like, a couple of specific people on Twitter currently who I see <laughs> sitting there with, like, this Sean Mendes stuff going mm. on. Um, and, like, they go and they, like, are so, you know, like, oh, how dare you do this or whatever. And it's like, I follow your private Twitter and I've literally seen some very descriptive tweets about what you want Sean Mendes to do to you. Mm. Like... <laughs> And then, like, they're so self-righteous about these things. And they, they're also the same people who have these issues with these, like... Yeah. This Rita Ora stuff. And I don't know if I'm making sense. We're a bottle and a half deep. <laughs> and I'm rambling, but, like... It That's just, right. I still get it. I understand. I, like, it's just, the resident it's, straight person. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, like, it's so annoying that, like, yeah. that happens with Rita Ora and stuff. And then there's these things. And, like, once again, obviously, like, there is a limit to what you do, like and like talk, how you talk about people and talk about them online especially and stuff when they can see that and you have to think about their feelings but like if you're so ready to attack someone for releasing a song into the public forum mm. about their personal experiences and stuff and so ready to attack people for like making a lighthearted joke or whatever or like making a statement about someone that they find attractive like you know we'll walk up we'll go down the street or whatever and if, and if there's a hot guy or a hot girl we're like yeah would <laughs> like 10 out of 10 would like straight up fair and like obviously someone in the public eye you can be like yeah would whether or not like obviously don't take it too far but just like I don't know it's these these different discussions queer twitter is just getting so aggressively annoying at this point mm. because someone or one group of it has a problem with something every single time anything happens that mildly involves the queer community 
And I just feel like everyone needs to relax a little bit. Yeah. Meditate. Just, like, everyone just take it down a notch. Just sniff <laughs> some ammo and relax yeah. for 10 minutes, am I right? Yeah, sniff uh, some ammo, do an ang, go to Stonewall, <laughs> have a long iron iced tea, it'll all work out. We just oh need God. some balloons and it'll all be fine. <laughs> just need some balloons. Yeah, oh. true. Um, I don't think that was well worded at all on my point. Like, there's a point that I want to make, but I'm just like, I don't know how to make it. It's a horrible point, though, and I think you're both talking about, like, ownership. Yeah. And just that the right to tell people what they can and can't present as and how that is different for guys as it is for girls. Absolutely. Yeah, I, think, I think Sophie just... Yeah, Sophie nailed Sophie it. Sophie nailed... The straight person nailed the queer discussion. The rest <laughs> of us are like, what? God, what? I the more wine I've drunk so I can sum things up in single but that's, sentences. But that's absolutely bang on, though. Like, I don't, I don't agree that Ridora has to present herself mm. in, a, in a fully correct way. Like, this is her experience. She should be allowed to sing about it. There is room in the gigantic umbrella that is queerdom, you know, and I get pissed off when people are like, there's a right way to do this. Well, fuck off. Like, there isn't. There's every way of doing this because yeah. every queer person is different. Every experience is different. You know, it's don't, not. It's not a. You literally, it's not a straight line. Yeah. Like, it's not. <laughs> It, like it is as bent as they come. <laughs> it's a fucking it's a fucking tree. It's a what's what's it's the a, a shrub. It's, it's a succulent. It's a succulent. It's a Douglas. Like there is a, so many branches and ways and things. And at this point, like I think if someone wants like as part of the queer community, whether they're super open about it or not, they should be accepted. And at this point, it's like it, it's gone from in su- such a quick space mm. of time of like we want to be accepted and treated as equal citizens in the world and stuff and we still aren't in a lot of places and in so many ways but holy shit we're not helping ourselves when all we do is fight online about this this stuff which is so about like two lyrics yeah and it's like red wine i just want to kiss because... girls it's like okay like i i it's just that thing of just like i didn't get that she needed to drink wine to kiss girls. Mm. It was just like red wine. Yeah, I fucking love red wine. Also, also like kissing girls too. Just like, like who cares? Sounds sounds like a night for me. <laughs> yeah, it just sounds Isn't like a it great night. Drink red wine and kiss people. Full stop. Exactly. Well, and, and, and <laughs> fairness, like and fairness, how good nights. I don't. Are I don't know a lot of gay men who like to drink red wine and kiss girls, oh, or like true. young gay men who drink red wine and kiss girls. So I like drinking red wine and Same. kissing people. <laughs> You've heard it here first, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Sophie comes out as queer. <laughs> Um, anyway, I think that just about wraps it up for the girls' discussion. I think so, yeah. The wine is working well. We're now on to our, uh, second and a half? Second. No, on, second on to bottle. slash almost finishing. Second and, no, hang on, elegant and dignified. Elegant and dignified bottle. Eloquent elegant. and dignified. This is, this is the point in the podcast where <laughs> things just deteriorate <laughs> rapidly. And we realise why it became Pablo so hard Pedro to do. Pablo and Pedro betray us. Pablo and Pedro, you did so well. <laughs> um, we trusted you. Oh yeah, my oh. Gwyneth Paltrow updates. Um, <laughs> so I haven't seen the new Avengers, but apparently she's in it for a brief moment. Oh, as is she Penny? Pepper Penny? Po- Potts. Pepper Potts. Oh, please. It was a P name, okay? <laughs> it was close. Pepper Potts, please. please. <laughs> Pepper Potts, please. Um, other than that, um, she has not been up to much. She's taken a step back from acting and focusing more on Goop. I love how I was of- joking when I suggested this Gwyneth oh. and you were like, well, she's in the new Hats in. He's just gone head first into Gwyneth. Um, <laughs> head first into Gwyneth. <laughs> okay, no one wants to go head first into Gwyneth. <laughs> um, a song that has summed up the past year and a half for, like, ourselves. Ah, oh, that's a good one. Okay. Whore. Whore. 
Is that no, a song? No. <laughs> that was a like song, a, that was a flaw. A song that has summed up the last year and a half. I mean, instantly came to mind bloody motherfucking asshole. Um, <laughs> which actually I think is good to talk about because Lord did a cover yeah. of the Martha Wainwright song and it was just mm. one of the best versions I've seen. Like that song is incredible and Lord did so well. She did like, some incredible she, covers over. She a does some great covers. Like the in the air, that. in the yeah. air tonight. Um yeah. she also did uh Hang With Me by Robin. That's right, yeah. And what did she sang with oh and her and Tove Sturka sang Liability to give her, I think. Yeah. That's true. Point. And they and her and Carly Rae Jepsen her and Carly Rae Jepsen sung with Jack Antonoff for something. Yeah. Uh, can't remember now, awards or something. Oh no, is it like a benefit? I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, I by the way, I can't that... imagine Kyra Jetson, Lord, and Jack Antonoff at the BET Awards. Personally, <laughs> <laughs> the three whitest people of all time just at the BET Awards being like, "Hey guys, <laughs> how y'all going? Let's get funky." <laughs> Piano color. By the way, can we just like side note? They're totally dating, right? Jack Antonoff oh, and Lord. Wait, I, I still haven't read. Have thing? you read the PowerPoint? What do you mean the PowerPoint? Someone someone made like a like Aww. PowerPoint is on their Google Drive and Ashling, my friend, linked it to me ages ago and it's still open to my thing because I really want to read a it. PowerPoint. I mean this I is I love that. Lord and Jack Antonoff. Twenty-nine PowerPoint slides proving <laughs> they're in a relationship. <laughs> okay, we'll put that in our uh, <laughs> our, in our show notes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah. So I don't know, but like bloody motherfucking asshole, and that Lord cover was was just insane. That was really one of my Mm. favorite songs of the last year. Also, like "Don't Take the Money" by Bleachers was a really really great song, and Mm. I really really loved it. And if you haven't listened to it, do. I think Bleachers flies under the radar a lot. Yeah. I like that he's a great writer, obviously, Um, and his own stuff is just as good you know bleachers is his as he says himself he's like springsteen project where he does like big you know yeah. 80s 70s pop stuff and it's really really good so yeah don't take the money and bloody mother is a bloody motherfucker or bloody motherfucking asshole bloody, bloody motherfucking asshole bloody asshole yeah, fuck yeah. okay yeah. Yeah. i mean get, get your sweat right. yeah. yeah anyway so Commit. that's me um yeah for me hmm I don't know, like I like I said earlier on, like Charity by Courtney Barnett. I've been listening to that song like at least ten times a day, just like because lyrically in my current personal life moments, it's very relatable. And like I'm like ah, oh. like there's like um um like just the lyric and like the final verse of like you don't have to be um so scared. Like everyone is as terrified as you. I think that's something that really resonated with me mm-hmm. personally. Um, but also, like, I've been listening to a lot of Lizzo. That's someone who I wanted to talk about earlier. Um, her Coconut Oil EP, her single Sense, and also, like, the um, mixtapes and everything she released earlier. She is just so fucking cool. Mm. And, like, like she's got, like, Excuse Me. All those songs are so full of, like, self-love. Or, like, they're fun, they're self-love, and they're all about, like, you know... Just do your thing, look after yourself, don't need a man. Like, she's got a song called Truth Hurts, which is literally just, like, about a breakup of a guy, and she's like, nah, I'm now dating someone from the Minnesota Vikings. In the video clip, <laughs> she marries herself. Yeah. Like, yes. she is... She is... And she is an incredible live performer. Like, she just opened for Haim on their big American tour, mm. and it looked fucking incredible. Um, she's styled by Brooke Candy. Um, like, Brooke Candy just styles her. Um, but yeah, it's like, she's got some songs like Truth Hurts, um, Excuse Me, Good As Hell... They were all, like, very, like, self-love, like, excuse me while I feel myself, like, feel my yep. looks. Um, her, like, her music has been very, like, vibing to me, um, 
vibing to me. Oh, okay. Um, I know. It's like I really enjoy it. I think it's like she's got some really fun songs. Like she's got a song called Phone, and it's like she's like she's drunk in a club and she lost her phone. Oh, and it is, and it is. That's a story. Relatable, am I right? Like, <laughs> yeah. It's so good. And then the end, it's like, just like, what the hell am I phone? What the hell am I phone? And it's like, ah, oh, you're holding it. She's like, ah. Oh. I'm like, have we not all been there? We have all been there. <laughs> yeah. Being like, oh. And she did a song about it and it's so good. And her new song, Fitness, is incredible. It's full of, like, the video is full of, um, links to artists like Grace Jones, Beyonce, Rihanna, mm. all these incredible artists who have inspired her. And the song samples um Bad Girls by Donna Summer. Oh wow. Like it's it's just toot, an toot, toot, toot. Yeah. Ah. Yeah, that's literally beep, it. Beep. Yeah, it literally has that in like the bridge of it. It's so good. It's an incredible song. Like I think once again she's another artist to look out for because I'm running back to the start of the podcast. <laughs> but also yeah, I've listened to a lot of her. But yeah no currently yeah, charity. There's just been a bunch of shit that I can't think of right now. Oh, um, also, um, didn't talk about it. Wolf Alice. Um, oh, Don't yeah, Delete yeah. the Kisses by oh Wolf Alice is a song that a I've song. just been obsessed with. And live, extra like, fun. Um, <laughs> thank you very much for listening. Thank you very uh, much. We will be back. Yes, thank you very much. Yeah. We'll be back hopefully every fortnight. Is yeah, my for- goal. Yeah, fortnightly is a good goal, I think. <laughs> yes. It'll be fun. But, uh, yeah, if we don't, yeah. then uh, just don't complain about it. Yeah. Uh, Thank you for listening. We shall be back in a couple of weeks. Yes. Drink wine, listen to music. Bye. Stay pure, stay blessed.